Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new tweet features, global audience details, and more with Madeline Sklar. I'm Brian Dixon, news producer for Social Media Examiner, and I'm so excited to be joined by Madeline Sklar. She's a Twitter marketing expert, a coach, and a consultant. She's also the host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Chat. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Madeline, welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. And I know Twitter has been like, it's the thing right now, right? It's it's in the news. People are wondering like, what's yeah. the future of Twitter? And so of course, we're going to talk about the news and what's going on with Twitter, but also there's some really important updates for marketers. So you're going to get some news, but you're also going to get some practical, actionable strategies today on our show. So Madeline, let's first talk about like what is going on with Twitter. Is Twitter going to be around for a while? I think that's what people are really wondering. <laughs> I think so. I really don't think people are going to be leaving it in droves. We've certainly had people say like, oh, if Elon takes over, mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of this. I mean, some people have said it and have done it, but I feel like we're in such a wait and see right now because things can change. You yes. know, it's not 100% done yet. That's the thing people need to like, remember, this is not inked yet, it's probably going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. That's right. Okay. So depending on when you listen to the show, there might be updates. And that's always the challenge with a weekly show is we don't know exactly what's going to go on. But as far as we know, as marketers, Twitter is still a platform worth investing in. True or false? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Awesome. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about some of the controversy with Twitter when it comes to users being overcounted. Is this something we need to care about as marketers? Well, I think it's more like a big oops on Twitter's part because here's what happened. Twitter announced its quarterly earnings recently and they revealed that they had accidentally 
inflated the numbers of what they call their monetized daily active users, the MDAOs. And they've been doing this since 2019. So apparently there was confusion because there was a feature they launched back in March of 2019. A lot of you marketers know about this, where Twitter allowed you to connect multiple accounts together, which is super convenient because you can switch between accounts. You know, many of us are having to log in and log out, log in and log out. It really saved you a ton of time because you no longer had to do that. And we're able to do that today, whether on mobile or desktop on Twitter, we can easily manage multiple accounts. So what happened is that they miscalculated when that all happened in 2019, 1.4 and 1.9 users per quarter during that period. So according to a release that Twitter put out, here's what they're quoted as saying. An error was made at that time such that actions taken via the primary account resulted in all linked accounts being counted as the monetized daily active user. So like, for instance, on my Twitter, twitter.com, I have like three accounts connected, but I'm mostly just logged into my one and just using the one. I actually rarely go into the other two. So they were counting all three instead of just the one. You were counting as three people. Yes. And so kudos for Twitter for realizing this and speaking up because when I first heard about this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I mean, I think it was a mistake that they felt like they had to be transparent and discuss, which good for them. They said that this resulted in an overestimate of monetized daily users from quarter one of 2019 all the way through quarter four, 2021. So it's too bad that like somebody in accounting didn't do their job right. right. This is what it sounds like. But it is a great feature. And if marketers don't know this, next time you're logged into Twitter, you can add extra accounts to it. Because if you're managing multiple accounts, and many of us marketers are, you, you know, you log into the one and then you want to go work on another account, you gotta log out, now you gotta go log into the other account, and so on and so on. Whereas you one time log into all of them. And it can be at twitter.com and it can be on mobile. And then you can just toggle between them, which is awesome and a big time saver. So they just miscalculated from the time they started it in 2019. So mm -hmm. they fixed it, reported it, let everybody know that, hey, we made a big mistake and here's the correct numbers. Okay. And I think the question that marketers would be asking right now for those that are using Twitter, but don't have these two accounts like you're talking about, or even three accounts, what might be a, a use case? I guess it would be like, if I have my own Twitter account and then also access to the social media examiner Twitter account that I can switch between the two, is that the idea? Is there something more than that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So let's say you manage your own Twitter account for your personal brand, and then you're managing social media examiner's account. Yep. You're able to just very easily go back and forth without having to log completely out, log completely in and back and forth. That's nice. It's a little frustrating. If you're, if you're managing multiple accounts, it's a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Right. It's a lot easier to just, while you're logged in, toggle to the other account. Now, of course, if you're not used to this, you got to be careful and make sure you are logged into the right account. Yeah. Don't tweet from the wrong account. <laughs> now, what I do, if I'm going back and forth a little bit, I don't do it too often because I'm not really managing many accounts. I used to manage a lot more. But if I am like working on one for a client and I'm doing it more often and then going to mine, and I feel like I'm doing both a lot, then I just make sure when that before I do anything, when you're on Twitter, click on profile. So you go to the profile you're logged into to be sure well, that's good. you know which account you're on. Yes. And something as small as that can make a huge difference. I mean, it will show the profile picture of which one you're in, but it's kind of small. Yes. So, you know, best tip, just hit profile and then you'll, you'll know where you're at. 
That's right. Now, many of you are listening to the podcast, but we also do the video live stream as well on, on YouTube and other platforms. So if you're with us live, I would like to see if you've accidentally tweeted from the wrong account. I think that'd be very interesting. So we'll check the comments in a few minutes. But while we're here, let's talk about some of the new tweet feature updates, Madeline. I saw the big one, which is about being able to edit your tweets. Can you give us an update on that? This is a pretty exciting news. I mean, it's really interesting because this has been requested the most out of any feature. It's been, we want an edit button. Highly debated among marketers over the years. I've talked to so many marketers over the years and the feelings are very mixed about it. Honestly, I would say about half of the marketers I've talked to over the years are totally for it. I'm for it. A lot of people are against it. But here's the thing. We're now in 2022 and it's finally becoming a reality. I mean, Twitter is actually working on it. And what's interesting is that when Jack Dorsey was in charge of Twitter, he was adamant about no edit button. And he'd get requested all the time. He'd be very, very vocal, like it's not going to happen. So interesting that he's no longer running the company. And now all of a sudden, poof, changes. They're working on an edit button. So I find that really interesting that it's like he really, really did not want it. But a lot of what we know about right now comes from these reverse engineers like Jane Wong, Nima Algi, um, Alessandro Paluzzi. These reverse engineers are amazing. They are able to uncover code that Twitter and even other social media platforms are working on before it goes live to the public. And so what these three engineers did is back in April, all three of them were tweeting screenshots of what they were uncovering, like these behind the scenes of what amazing. this new edit feature was turning into. And this is before it's even being tested. When they're uncovering things, this is very, very early. It's not even 100%. It may not ever come to fruition, but they're able to see what is Twitter working on behind the scenes. And what's interesting is that Jane Wong noted that the edit button wasn't actually correcting or changing the text in the original tweet. And I think that's what this big debate has been about. People were so concerned about how this could play out if something went viral and then somebody changes it. And, you know, but it's interesting that what she noticed that is creating a new tweet with edited content. And I find that to be very interesting. So that means that an edited tweet would include a list of the old tweets from before the edit. Ooh. Just like how on Facebook, you know, if you do an edit, it'll say edit and you can click on it. So it sounds like what they're currently working on is something like that. And it would make sense to have it point to that original tweet and edit history, right? Like I would want to know if a tweet was edited and be able to see what was the original. I mean, many times I think it's going to be a typo, right? But this should also help prevent it from being misused by bad actors, which is always a concern. People are going to try to alter the public record of a conversation and, you know, like after the fact, right? That's right. And especially if a tweet goes viral, what if a tweet goes viral and then the author edits it and completely changes the scope. That's always been Twitter's biggest concern. So a lot of marketers have been discussing this for years, like the pros and cons. Now, Twitter says they're still experimenting and figuring out details. So none of this is set in stone. They're not saying like, this is exactly how it's going to work. It's just they're trying things and trying to figure out. But just based on what these reverse engineers are showing, I have to say it looks really promising. That's really fascinating. And yeah, I can understand why people would have different perspectives on it. So we'll keep watching it and we'll see what happens when it comes to editing tweets. Yeah. But one thing I will note, so there's Twitter Blue, which is a Twitter subscription service for $2.99 US dollars. We see it's US, Canada, 
Australia and New Zealand right now, I believe those are the only countries. And is you basically, like if you're a power Twitter user like I am, for $2.99 US dollars, I think Canada is three something, you get these extra features and functionality. And mm. one of them is an undo button. So they don't call it an edit button, they call it an undo button. And to me, it's the next best thing. And what it allows you to do is you can set your Twitter account where when you do a tweet, you have between five and 60 seconds, you can have it kind of be in a holding pattern. So let's like, I don't make too many typos and I don't mind deleting and starting over. I usually catch my typos real fast. I don't want my tweet to be on hold for 60 seconds because I mean, I'm tweeting fast. I'm running Twitter chats. Things got to move fast. I do have mine set for five seconds. So basically when I tweet, I've got five seconds to click there. It'll say there's an undo link and I can hit undo and it'll stop it. Mm, That's nice. And so that's it. If you, are prone to typos. I can see this undo feature. And really for a lot of us that want an edit button is because of things like that. But I can also see the other side of the whole edit button where people are concerned about conversations being changed and the scope and bad actors. I mean, Twitter has a tough job figuring out how to make this work where it has everybody happy for sure. But if you do a lot of typos, you'd probably like this undo feature in Twitter blue. So you should check it out. I think it's really cool. It, it kind of reminds me of like undo send when it comes to an email. Yes, it is exactly like that. Okay. Exactly. So that could be really helpful. Let's also talk about another tweet feature update is a private inner circle tweets. Tell us a little bit how that works. Yeah, this is interesting. So Twitter is currently testing this new feature. They're calling it Twitter circle. And it's a way to send tweets to like a select group of people. So basically you would share a tweet with a much smaller crowd very much like Facebook friends. I know that's a highly underutilized. I think many years ago, Facebook said only 10% of users were using Facebook friends list. And you can still do it today. I mean, if people haven't tried this. Yeah, I love friends list. You go into your Facebook, yep. you click on friends on the left sidebar. I'm just thinking of desktop. I'm not sure if it works on mobile, but on desktop, click on friends on the left. And when you're in friends, there's a way to create a list. And you could like, put 10 people on there. And then when you go to do a post, it defaults to however you have defaulted. You have like everyone or you can have other different lists and you can just use this, a list like that. So it's been around on Facebook forever, but I don't know how many marketers use it because I do remember one time Facebook saying 10%, a very low amount. But this new feature that's being worked on, it reminds me of that because you have the ability to send a tweet in this Twitter circle up to 150 profiles. So you could take, it's only one circle. Like you do, it's not going to be multiple. Like with Facebook, you can do multiple friends lists. But with this, you can have a Twitter circle up to 150 profiles. And what makes this interesting is that only the people you add to your own list can see your tweet when you do. I mean, you still want to do your everyone tweets, you know, to everybody on Twitter. But maybe you have something and you just want to go to a small group of friends. And only they will see it, no one else. And so they can see it, they can reply, they can interact and see that in the circle. Now, the thing is, it's in a very early stage of testing right now. Twitter says there's only a limited number of people globally that have access to it. I don't have it yet. You'll know if you have it because a box will pop up. Many times with a new feature, like all of a sudden you download the new mobile app for Twitter and all of a sudden some new feature pops. The next time you put your phone on, Twitter thing pops up. So you'll see a box that pops up that says, want to share with a small crowd? And that lets you know you're part of this test and uh, you can try it out. We don't know yet if they're going to roll it out to everyone. That's the thing. They'd like to do tests. Sometimes 
it gets rolled out globally. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just a test that doesn't go anywhere. It's being tested from what I from all the research I did. It's being tested on iOS, Android, and even at Twitter.com. I'm on an iPhone. I don't have it. I checked Twitter.com. Don't have it there either. But might be somebody lucky here listening that has the access. So it sounds really interesting. I think it could be valuable for marketers where maybe, I mean, some of us like to do private DM groups. Like mm-hmm. I'm really big with that on Twitter where I have a group of us that have a private DM. Maybe a Twitter circle would be a better way to do that. But I can only have one. That's the only thing I'm not too excited about. Yeah. It's just one. But that might just be part of the testing. And who knows, maybe over time, they release it, and then we can be like Twitter lists where you have more than one list, just like the friends list on Facebook. So kind of a wait and see, but it's something they're working on. And some of these features are really exciting to hear about because it's an effort to make Twitter better and to keep people using it more. That's right. Thank you for that update. I think that's really interesting, especially as marketers, perhaps maybe our company has more of like an inner circle of our top clients, or maybe we have a user testing group, or maybe even just our internal employees. Maybe there's just a a distributed team and we want to be able to tweet out information to them, but without the public seeing it. So yeah, but like you said, hopefully there's more lists, more circles that we can engage with than just this one. Exactly. And it's also going to be important to see that if they do roll this out, Will we get notifications Mm -hmm. every time through that? Because here's what's interesting. And Mike's had me come on in the past and talk about a newer feature on Twitter called Communities. It's kind of like Facebook groups, but not nearly as robust. But it's a way to have, you know, a private community that you can invite people to join you on Twitter. But the problem I'm having that with right now, Brian, is that you don't really get notifications. So you have to like remember to go into the Twitter communities oh, yeah. are running yourself and or that you join to see the conversations, and which I find very off-putting. Like I think this community features, you know, is kind of cool and could be really neat. I think it could be bigger and better, but not getting notifications is no good. And so I'm, I'm wondering with this, what route are they going to take? Hopefully we can get notifications because otherwise what's the point? If you're tweeting to a group, and they don't see it, what's the point? So we'll wait and see what happens. Hopefully it'll come together and hopefully we'll all get it and we can play around with it and try it out. It's so interesting. Well, if you're curious about Web3 and what it means for your business, you can learn how the future is changing and how to jump on board with NFTs, social tokens, DAOs, and more by listening to the Crypto Business Podcast. This is Mike's new podcast, the Crypto Business Podcast, each and every week. Just visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash learn crypto, socialmediaexaminer.com slash learn crypto. So Madeline, I know there's also been a few updates when it comes to audio and video. And as we've mentioned, they're, they're constantly changing. Give us any kind of updates when it comes to audio and video on Twitter, please. Yeah, so Twitter right now is testing a new closed caption button for videos on Twitter. The thing that's great about Twitter that I love about them, which is great for marketers, is that they've gone all in on accessibility features to help people who are visually and hearing impaired, which is so important because we don't think about that. The millions and millions of people around the world that can't necessarily hear or see what we're doing on Twitter. So Twitter has been so great with these features. And we know in many instances that people have their sound off when they're watching videos on social media. There have been surveys that put it in the 80 to 90% range. So Mm. we know that's a thing in itself, even separate from people with accessibility issues. So what Twitter is doing right now, they're testing this new CC button, like CC for closed caption, 
where you can turn captions on and off on videos that have captioning already available. So like, for instance, a lot of my video tweets I put out, well, I have captioning already on the video, right? So like when I'm uploading that video tweet, it's got captions. That's right. And so it has to already have the captions. This is not going to do captions for you. But if a video has captions, then what it's going to do is it lets you press the button to turn it off and on. Yep. There's a little button in the upper. I have it. I've seen it because I'm on an iPhone and I've seen it on my iPhone. They're saying it's being tested right now. Some iOS users, not Android yet, Android's coming soon. But I really like this. When I see a video tweet, I'll see the CC in the top right-hand corner. From what I've gathered with playing with this, if I have this speaker on, then I'm hearing the video and seeing the video, but it's not showing. Even though I have captions, I, I, I looked at one of my video tweets where I know I have captioning. And it's interesting. It'll turn off the captioning if I have the speaker on. Oh, makes perfect sense. Because yeah. probably don't need it. I mean, the whole point with captions is for people that don't have the speaker on or for people they're hearing impaired. So if the speaker is off, it shows you the caption. I think that's really interesting. And I'm sure that's going to roll out quickly because that, again, they're being very big with accessibility features right now, the last few years. And it's really growing. Like recently, they've added, and some of y'all may have noticed this, this new alt tag. The alt tag is the way for you to put a description of a photo or video in your tweets, but it's also for other social media platforms. And alt tag, mm -hmm. even for websites, your images on your website, well, Twitter has finally gone a step further and you may start noticing when you're surfing around Twitter, when there's an image, you might see ALT in all caps underneath the picture, like on the picture, but at the bottom of it. And it's this new feature where you can tap on that or click on it and it'll show you the description of the alt tag. And they didn't have that before because for their use of it for accessibility was for people using screen readers. So I became very aware of the whole accessibility a few years ago and made it my mission to put alt tags in all of our images for everything we do for me and my team for right. all my Twitter stuff, my Twitter smarter chat, yeah. anything else I'm promoting. And it is really cool that now you don't have to have a screen reader. It's great for the people with screen readers because that's what really it's for. Yeah. But for the rest of us, sometimes I want to see that alt tag and, and see what the description is of an image. And so we can all see that now. So be looking for the CC for the closed captions. You may, you may start seeing that out there. But we all globally now, they have pushed out that new alt tag. You'll start seeing if somebody put an alt tag, they got to have it on an image to begin with. And then you'll see the ALT. That's so interesting. I could also see like a use case for a marketer to use that alt tag to give a little bit more context to whatever yes. the image is that you're posting. Absolutely. And in some ways, it's almost like you get additional character count. Yes. I even see in the chat, some people are still complaining that like Twitter still doesn't let us post all the text we want to. There's still limitations. So maybe you can use the alt tag to give a little bit more information. hundred percent. That's such a great point. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't think at first everybody's going to really know the people that have the disability issues that rely on that to get more information. They're very familiar with the alt tags. But for everyone else, I mean, I'm trying to educate more people about the importance of this. And that's a great use for it right there. I'm doing it for people with disabilities. But yeah, you get 280 characters in your tweet. I mean, you're supposed to use it to describe the image. I mean, that's what yes. it's for. But you get lots of space for this. 
lots of character space. So you could put in a description of the image and even a little bit of extra something, you know, for anybody that clicks on it. I love that. That could be really exciting if your company is launching a new product or you're revealing your new location or you're excited about a live event and you wanted to show a picture, you could have a little bit more of a description of what the picture is and then use the tweet as more of like teaser kind of marketing copy and kind of blend the two of those so that your tweet could get more, you know, have more information, but also engage people even deeper. Right. The only thing to be aware of is that it's primarily being used by people with a screen reader. That's right because they're visually impaired and anything you put in there is what their screen reader is going to read to them. Yep. So like don't do emojis because I've heard so many people say emojis, screen readers can't really read emojis and it can have issues with certain things. So you got to kind of also be aware of it because that's mostly what it's used for is for people using a screen reader because they can't see what was on the screen. So interesting. Well, if you want to add another podcast to your listing lineup, make sure to check out Michael Stelsner's social media marketing podcast. We go a lot deeper in that episode in different shows in terms of Twitter and Instagram and all the different social media platforms. Madeline, it's been so great to have you on the show today. Where can people learn more about you? Well, thank you for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure and congrats on running the show now. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, best place to reach me is my website, MadelineSclar.com or Twitter, of course, because I'm always on Twitter at MadelineSclar. I'm easy to find since I have an unusual name. It's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. would love to talk to any of our listeners. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. Amazing. Well, Madeline, thanks again for being on the show. Until next time, remember that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. Now go make a difference today. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.